we, we left off last week. I think we got through verse 5 or 6. We're going to have to pick it up for um, kind of get a running start in verse number 5. Now, um, now I, actually, let's look at verse number 3. There's a part of 3 that I asked you guys last week, so maybe by repetition, I just want to pound this into you a little bit. But it says in the last part of verse 3, it says, to contend earnestly for the faith. Again, which is the theme of this book, for us to contend for the faith. You know, we live in a day when the Bible says um, that what is evil will be called good and what is good will be called evil. It's one of the marks of the last day. One of the marks of the last day, um, we're living in that, right? We're living in a world that is completely lost our ever-living minds. You know, I... I I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I stopped getting shocked or, or I just don't want to hear it. But, you know, I kind of in a position where every time something crazy on in the world, you know, which I really appreciate. Now I'll get a text. I'll get a call. Hey, did you see this? Did you see that? And so, um, you know, and it got to the point where Lydia watches this podcaster and she talks about all the stuff that's going on in this in the world and, and the craziness that's going on and Lydia told me something the other day that um, she heard on this podcast, and I, I could live my whole life and never have to hear that. I wish she would have never told me. I absolutely have lost her ever living minds. I'd never repeat it here on a Sunday morning how crazy um, this world is and what's going on. You guys saw what went on in the White House this week and um, with Pride Week, and um, just it just continues to, to blow your mind, right? And so the Bible says that, that in these days that, and again, we understand this, right? Because tolerance, and the world speaks and the left speaks of tolerance, but the reality is you and I understand very clearly that they're tolerant of everything except for Christianity. Which boggles my mind a little bit is that they're, they're very tolerant of even Islam. And when it comes to the LGBT issue that they're so hot on, Islam doesn't have a better stand than we do. They're, they're murdering the LGBT in, in, in Muslim countries, but yet they still, Islam gets a pass in the, in the tolerance um, thing, except for Christians, we don't. And so, again, in this, in, this, in this season of the last days of the end times of the world losing its mind, we are to contend for our faith. And then listen, this is the important part. It says here at the end of verse 3, it says, which was once for all delivered to the saints. And that's a verse that I asked you guys last week to underline, to know, to have that in your defense, that the word of God was delivered once and for all to the saints. And the reason why that's important and that Jude brings that up. And you remember, remember we talked about last week, then Jude sat down to write. And you remember it says in verse 2, Jude said, I wanted to write, my intent was to write to you concerning our common faith. How we all get saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. We're all saved by grace through faith in Jesus. And then he says that the Holy Spirit um, moved him in a different direction. And, and that the Holy Spirit wanted him to write about contending the faith. And, and, and so, but, but he, he, he just out of nowhere brings up this point that the word of God was delivered to us once and for all. And the reason why that's important is because lots of different religions and isms and schisms, they want to add or take away from the Word of God. They want to add different writings and different um, books. And really, if you look at the different religions of the world, there's multiple different books and writings that they use and they learn and they glean from. But for us, it's just the, just the Word. You know, I have a lady, a friend of ours, my kids were playing sports together and um, she, she lives up in South Rim, and so new family moved in, and she went over to invite them to the local ward, and they told her, well, we're, we're not LDS, we're, we're Christians. And she said, oh, you got to go to Pastor Chris's church. It's the Bible-only church. And, 
And I was, I was, I was, I was so blessed by that. I said that that that's cool, and I have this great relationship with them. And she said, now whenever if I if I'm inviting somebody to church and they're not LDS, I always tell them to go to your church. I tell them you guys are the Bible only folks. And I'm like, I'll wear that like you know as a badge of honor, you know. We and that's exactly it, you guys. That's what we are. We're the Bible only folks. You know, we don't need any other revelation. We don't need any outside prophecy or or, or anything else to know what we believe about God. Everything we need for life and godliness is contained in the Word of God, Peter tells us. Amen? So in verse 5, we're going to get into some um, interesting things today. So again, bear with me. I don't know where, what kind of history and furniture you guys have when it comes to understanding some of the things I'm going to talk about today. So I hope not to go too far over your heads, but and we'll walk through it together slowly. But it says in verse 5, But I want to remind you, though, you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Now, let me put it in context for you before we walk it through. I was talking to Lydia about this week, and just in conversation, she was telling me about Jude, and it was like, she, 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 I hadn't taught it yet, and she was, she was saying, she was telling me exactly what the theme was of the book of Jude. She just knew it. She knows the Word of God, and I was so impressed with her. And I, you know, I, my wife, I'm already impressed with her, and she even impressed me more this week when she was just in conversation, we are talking about it, and she's laying out for me what the book of Jude is all about. And basically, what, what he's going to get into here in verse number 5 through 12, and then, and then a couple changes, is this, this basic concept. What, what came in, Jude is saying that, that false teachers have crept in, unaware, and they're denying the, the, well, the power of God, or um, it says, um, for certain men have crept in unnoticed who were marked out for condemnation, ungodly men who turned, oh, that's what it is, the grace of God into lewdness. They deny the only Lord, uh, Lord God and Lord, and Lord Jesus Christ. So basically, it's the idea. I told you guys last week about a pastor named Gene Scott that was on TV when, when I grew up. And this pastor was really far out there, but his, 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 his idea, his concept was that the grace of God covers everything. And that's why he would have topless girls in bikinis on the worship team and smoke a cigar on stage and have horse races on a screen behind him with the idea that, that the grace of God is sufficient and it covers all. And that's what's happening here. And, and so these men have crept in and, and, and Jude is going to deal with them. And, and they're, they're making a mockery of the grace of God. Now, Paul deals with this in Romans, right? He says, because grace abounds, should sin abound also? Certainly not. You know, we don't get to say, oh, I'm just going to sin. God will forgive me. That's not the idea. Now, God will forgive us. And God does forgive all your sins, past and, and future. But again, we, we do have to have a heart check that we don't just live our lives however we want with the idea that I'm just going to live how I want and the grace of God will cover me. Then you're in trouble. And that's what was happening. And so what, what the theme here is, that Lydia was bringing out, that I was telling you guys about, was that Jude is just going to give some real examples and say, listen, God dealt with the sin of group A, group B, group C, and God will deal with your sin. God will deal with the things going on in your life. And so that's what these next examples are about. And, and, and Jude is saying, listen, don't, don't take the grace of God for granted. If God dealt with the children of Israel, now did he care about the children of Israel? Did he love the children of Israel? absolutely the apple of his eye and yet he 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 destroyed them it's going to say here in this verse he dealt with them and he realized that 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 you know the estimation is two million slaves hebrew slaves left egypt and crossed the red sea 
And 40 years later, they, they crossed over the Jordan River into the Promised Land, and, and all two million of them were dead. And it was the next generation. And, and none of them were able to enter. And for a long time, God was long-suffering with the nation of Israel. And he said, only Joshua and Caleb, who came back with a good report, are going to go in. And so it was a funeral march for 40 years through the desert. God kept their sandals so they didn't wear out. But that generation was not allowed to enter the promised land. It was only the next generation that God let in. And so Judah's going to begin with this example. If God dealt with them, God will deal with sin. Now, um, here's a trivia question for us. What was the reason that God gave for not allowing the, those children of Israel to enter the promised land? What was their sin? Very good. That's kind of next level trivia, and you guys nailed that. The Bible tells us the reason God marks specifically for them not going in is because of unbelief. Unbelief will absolutely stall your life in your walk with Christ. The Bible is full. Do you know what, you know what the Old Testament is all about? When you read the Old Testament as history and as stories, there's all these encouraging stories of great acts of faith and God showing up to encourage and, and to help us understand that we can believe and trust God. One of the toughest lessons in, in being a Christ follower is being able to trust God with every aspect of your life. And God can handle absolutely everything going on in your life. That you can trust Him. And we got to be on our guard from unbelief and have faith. You know, Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? It's fascinating. What do you think? I mean, I, I don't know. There's us. There's the remnant. I, I, I like to think I have faith. We have a certain amount of faith. And I don't know. Maybe it's, it's just not the quality, the amount of faith that Jesus would hope to find. And maybe we have a little strength. I don't know. It's a place to check my own heart, my own walk. And then, and then he goes on, he's going to give another example here. And so they were destroyed, those who did not believe. Hey, the reference of unbelief is Hebrews chapter 3 is in verse number 19 is where he tells us that. And then he says in verse number 6, And the angels who did not keep their proper domain but left their own abode, he has reserved for everlasting chains under darkness for the judgment of the great day. So um, in order to understand verse 6, we've got to go all the way back to Genesis 6. And this one's probably worth